All right. Thank you for listening to Remake Rewind. This is a bonus episode. It's, uh, it's been a while. Bonus episode. A bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But uh, we were doing the... Uh, we, we did two episodes back-to-back on a topic episode, which was movies that weren't technically remakes, but pretty much were. So we did uh, Speed and Die Hard, because Speed what is, is the, just Die Hard. What is the bus. name of those? We need a name for those types of movies. We kind of been calling them spiritual successors, but that's not really accurate. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. I, I, I mean, they're knockoffs. Like, I mean, they called them diehard knockoffs for for twenty years, but I don't know if that's necessarily fair. I mean, I, yeah, I kind of don't know how fair you need to be because, like, Fast and Furious is a pretty shameless remake or ripoff of Point Break, but they don't have to pay oh, yeah. any royalties to anybody involved with Point Break. You know, no, not at all. And I mean, we we go back watch. You could watch them on YouTube if you really wanted to, but it's really just the still for about an hour. But uh, listen to those episodes. But we really did break down Fast and the Furious and pretty much how it is almost a shot-for-shot remake of uh, Point Break. But while we were doing that, we decided it's that cars instead of surfboards taking exactly. to the streets. So we decided your nice feel. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. But we decided it'd be fun to just. Uh, watch the rest of the Fast and the Furious movies and, and talk about them for a little bit. And that's what we decided to do. So for at least a few more weeks, we're going to do some bonus episodes and cover the rest of the Fast, the FF. I don't, I don't, I don't know if we're going to make a shorthand, but we're going to cover the Fast trilogy. I almost said trilogy. The, just the Fast Saga. <laughs> the Fast franchise. Call it. Yeah. The, Fur- the Fast Furious franchise. franchise. The FF. We yeah. should change it every episode, just like they do. Yeah, let's do it. That does drive me crazy, the nomenclature of the movies. Like, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's pretty funny. I think they know what they're doing. I think they're trolling. So this one made sense. Too Fast, Too Furious. And sure. we'll, we'll get into the other ones. I think the only the one that Boogaloo. really bothered, the only, the two that bothered me was the fourth one, where it was just Fast and Furious and they just took away the thes. Yeah. And then Fast, or Fate of the Furious. Totally cool with that name. Why didn't they just go F8 and make it Fate of the Furious? I'm well, they so did. surprised they didn't do that. They did, they did do it that overseas. Some. They didn't do it in the U.S. I saw it in the U.S. But uh, did they, you? I yeah, never but they didn't make it, it the the center of the marketing. Yeah, like this should. should have been the main you think thing. They should have. Yeah, just go all in. You I think know what this is. They rightfully thought that American audiences are too dumb. Yeah, they they, they are. I worked at a movie theater for three years, and having people say what movies they wanted to watch or when they thought they were being clever and making fun of like the fantastic four they'd be like the fantastic four like they would just try to like shoehorn a fuck into fantastic four the fantastic fucks are like come on dude like, well that's why that's m night Shyamalama ding dong is the thing that people still say because <laughs> it's heard hilarious anybody say that you've never heard that oh that's a I've thing i've never man. heard anybody right, be that write racist right in, in if that's a thing oh no i've heard it a million times it's terrible i think family guy started it actually no i'm sure they did but yeah. I, let's let's get into Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, man. What 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 do you think about this movie overall? Um, you have fun. My yeah, I had fun for the most part. I think it's funny looking back on it in context because without how, if you hadn't without thinking about the other movies that came after this, if you just think about this when it came out, it doesn't feel like a very good sequel. It is totally removed from the other movie. Vin Diesel's not in it. It doesn't. It continues Brian's story, but not. And of the other stuff, and I think Brian's story is kind of—it's not terribly We've seen interesting. It 
Yeah. I mean, oh, he's in, he's in Florida now and he's like evading the law, sort of. Um, so it feels kind of boring, but I think with the context of the other movies now, you know, in hindsight, it feels, it feels more like Hobbs and Shaw than anything else. Like it feels huh. like a spinoff. This is just like a little side cool, a side, sideways sequel that deals with what Brian's up to, you know, while, while Vin is running around, um, Mexico doing Mexico drag races or whatever. So if you look at it in that way, I don't know. It's actually kind of interesting. And you also get like the introduction of uh, Tyrese and um, John Rule. Roman Pierce. Yeah. It wasn't John Rule. It's Ludacris. Or Ludacris, rather. Yeah, John Rule's Tej. replacement. Yeah. So the thing that's funny, I, I said this in the last episode when we were talking about the first movie, that the first one is probably my least favorite. And as soon as I said it, I was like, that's not true. The second one is my least favorite. It's yeah. just for whatever reason, the first one is the one I watched the least just because it, it had some bad CG on the cars at certain points. This movie, yeah, from this like one's a, worse. Well, but CG. I would still say from a production standpoint, like there are more cars actually being driven in this one than the original one. Yeah. Especially in that one scene. Yeah. That's absurd. I, I have a lot to say about that. that yeah, scene, I do too. But I, I think the problem I have with this movie, and I, I, I said it when we were talking about the first movie was, Brian just gets too good. And now, granted, we don't know the exact timeline that this is after, but he's supposed to be on the lamb. We can, I can understand that he was doing some races to get money to, you know, finance his trip from Los Angeles to Miami. But you said that last week and it really doesn't bother me. It, it bothers me because specifically in the drag, in the racing scene that opens up this movie, there's a point where he's racing. I don't know his name, but he's in so many movies. But the character's name is Jack. He was the guy that was in like the orange car at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, the and the token Latino dude. Yeah. Uh, no, the black guy, the light skinned black guy. Oh yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, the token so black he, guy. Yeah, so he is set up to be like the best racer out of the four racers that that Brian's going to be racing, or the three racers that Brian's going to be racing, and he's in the lead for most of the the race. And then there's a point where he takes a turn too wide and Brian's all like super smug, like too wide and then like takes the lead, but then immediately loses the lead. And the only reason why Brian wins is Tej like lifts a drawbridge up. So they have to do this like ridiculous jump to finish the race. And it's like, how is Brian being this cocky? Like he's like the Vin Diesel in this movie. Like, he's the one that everybody's looking up to. He's the best and everything. But it's like, he's struggling for money. He's living out of his friend's houseboat. Like, why is he the guy who's so smug and so good? And he's doing, like, way cooler tricks than he could do in the previous movie. Like, I just think he got too good too fast. I'll tell you, Mike. The answer is that it's not a very good movie. Yeah. The uh, I, to, to your point, I think that about uh, this movie not being as good as the first one, I think the first one is just much more cinematic in I think so in, in like every way like you brought up and I think you you hit it just on the head with the last one is that like almost every scene, almost every line of dialogue in the first movie could be in a trailer. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like this one is as cool. I don't think that you have as many of those like teaser moments outside of the cars. Like, this movie, there's a lot of cool car stunts, but that's about it. This movie feels like it was made for television. Feels like a direct-to-video. Yeah, the dialogue sucks in this movie. Even just the way it's shot, man. It's all it's shot like so um, evenly and so brightly that it's just not cinematic at all. It's like, more it's like really, a car commercial. 
yeah, exactly. It's a really boring, ugly movie. And I'm not ugly. It's like a, you know, mediocre looking movie. I agree. Um, yeah. And to that, to that point, uh, fucking James Remar is in this man. And James Remar I, has made a career <laughs> out of showing up as like the secondary bad guy or anti-hero in bad sequels. So what's funny is I refer to him as Dexter's dad in all my notes for this because one like he played dexter's dad but this also takes place in the same city as dexter so i was oh, like yeah. yeah maybe maybe he was off homicide for a little bit and he was on you know drugs like he was on on vice for a little bit but uh i've got a lot to say about him but one last thing i want to say about that opening race that drove me crazy was um i guess two things i thought it was hilarious that suki had like a computer that while she was in the, like last place the token asian chick you mean yeah, she yeah. had a computer that was reacting angrily that she was in like last place. They really play and, it fast and loose with those uh, computers. Yeah, everybody and has then one of those. Those when they jump off the or go over the drawbridge, like this whole race is ten grand. Like the winner only gets about ten thousand dollars, and it's like so. Let's say you go off this thing. She got second place. She gets nothing, and she's all excited that she finished the race, but she lost her bumper. Her like undercarriage is destroyed. Even his car scrapes the hell out of it. It's like, okay, you won ten thousand, but you're putting five thousand into repairs on your car at least. Like, was it really worth it? Yeah. I mean, that whole opening scene is silly. Um, because of that. Yeah. What I what I've sort of hinted at that like there's all these token characters um representing their their various groups, you know? Uh it just felt very like uh intentional and lazy and and weird. i agree they're like all right we need to you know make, let's make sure we have a black guy in here we're gonna have a latino guy we're gonna have a woman but she should also be asian we're kind of get both of those groups and you know and then have a white guy for the cartel yeah well the that's ba- a different <laughs> we're talking about the intro still let's yeah. save that um and also that intro scene this like party before the race or whatever goes on for like 10 minutes and it's just like they'll show the party and people dancing like maybe some credits for for a minute or like 30 seconds or something and then like they'll talk trash to each other or like the dude will talk to his girlfriend and be like oh you know you, you think i'm gonna win right and she's like well you better pay rent or whatever uh and then they they show the party in a little bit more and like you know the girls are dancing and then they'll talk a little bit more trash and then like brian drives up or he's driving to it and then he shows up and he's got like the crazy stuff coming out of his car and they talk trash a little bit more and, like seven minutes into this thing i was like when's the fucking movie gonna start what are we right. doing well and it drove me crazy because they're all like oh my god brian like if we knew he was going to be the fourth we wouldn't have shown up kind of thing and it's like yeah. really and like he's because ted is like i can guys. choose anybody right yeah 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 it, it was funny. I, I want to. I guess we should get into like Tej and and Roman Pierce because they're they become staples of the franchise, but they are both drastically different characters in this movie. And we'll we'll talk more about them obviously when we move into like subsequent films. But Tyrese is my least favorite character in, in all the, the in the franchise. But this is his cannot best movie, stand. Right? But this is his first one. He is a much better character in this movie. Than he is yeah. in the others. Like when I was watching this one, I'm like, if this Roman Pierce was the Roman Pierce we got in the rest of the movies, I'd be totally on board with with Tyrese because like this one he has, you know, this inherent distrust of of Brian the entire movie, which has his reasons why he doesn't trust Brian, but he also like has this chip on his shoulder from doing time, and you know he is a legit criminal, and like he was a bad dude, not like He's got some edge. He, he didn't kill a guy or anything like that. He didn't put somebody, you know, almost kill a guy like Dom, but he is a criminal. 
And then when you get into the rest of the movies, he's just like changes into the the he's comic silly. relief character yeah, yeah. and like he doesn't have any skills. But like in this, he's he's really good at the destruction derbies. He's uh you know, he lights some stuff on fire so you can see him being almost like the muscle kind of guy. Like he has agency and he has skills that just disappear in subsequent films, and that drove me crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they they totally relegated him to the comic relief. I think he had a few jokes in this one. And they just sort of played that up in the the next movies. None of these Tej, people are in Tokyo Drift, right? Sorry, Tokyo. None Drift of these people. So Tokyo Drift, and you know that's what I want to talk to you about later on at the episode when we decide: do we want to do Tokyo Drift next? Do we want to do these movies in the order they were released, or do we want to do it canically, like canonically, chronologically? However, you want to say, because uh, technically the third movie is really between the sixth and the seventh. Um. That might be fun to go back to that in between the other movies where like shit so is do we, gone off the So rails. do we want to go back? So we'll do this one. We'll do the third movie as the seventh movie? Yeah, yeah. So we'll do four. All right. Nah, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, so that that works for me. And and these guys, uh, so Tej, who I like, like uh, later on in the movie, so I'd say in like five, six, seven, Tej is actually one of my favorite characters um, by mm. Ludacris. I think he's pretty solid i think he puts in a good performance in the subsequent movies and he kind of becomes like the group's cue uh like he's the scientific right. guy he's the smart guy he's donatello <laughs> and in this he's like oh, i love that he in this he's just kind of like a whoa, gangster whoa, 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 guy who has right, his right, hand right. in everything tej, tej is donatello uh vin is leonardo no vin would have to be um Raphael, where he's like has the potential to be the leader but he's too angry because Brian is, is still kind of the guy. Yeah, because I think Brian, like even when you go into like the fifth, sixth movie, you still have Brian kind of calling the shots. Like when they're in okay. Brazil, Brian's okay. the one like, hey, why don't we do this? So I think Brian okay. is Leo. Who's Michelangelo? Tyrese? Michelangelo would have to be, it would be Tyrese. Or when we get into like the fourth movie, the beginning of the, they're in the very beginning of the fourth movie. They're in the opening of the fourth movie. And then they play a really big role in the fifth movie. But the, the brothers, like the Dominican brothers, could oh, yeah. be Michelangelo. And Gal Gadot is April O'Neil. No, Letty. <sighs> no, um, I don't, no Letty would have Adams. to be Venus, the female <laughs> Ninja Turtle that came oh, up sick. in the live action yeah, TV yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. You're right. Um, Casey would have to be. I feel like Casey would be Han. Not Adams. Is it? What's the Casey's last name? It's Casey Jones. Jones. Yeah, I said Adams. Yeah, so that would have to be Han, I think. Okay. (laughs) Maybe we should. Maybe we'll watch a few more of these, and then we'll. Wait, who's Splinter? Iron that. Splinter would. Kurt Russell. (laughs) Kurt Russell when he shows up, (laughs) Mister Nobody. But uh, damn, yeah, another Kurt Russell. um, Splinter is the tricky one. Which one? Trick. uh, I can't talk. Splinter is the tricky one to figure out. Yeah. I don't know if they really have have a splinter Jesse, but he got killed. That's what's wrong with these movies. Well, Jesse so was I, Donatello. He was the original Donatello, and he got replaced. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really okay. excited to get into the the more modern movies. Like this one's not as fun. Like it really is not. Like I don't want to say it's not fun. It's just it's it's not a good movie. It's a TV movie, man. And what you yeah. said about um, the white dude playing the what's he supposed to be? He's supposed to be like the head of like like the face of the cartel in america like but he's he, part of the cartel family yeah his he's name's not, like he's not supposed to be white yeah yeah uh, that, that was silly man and that guy uh you know bless his heart i looked at his imdb cole hauser and he like always plays those characters you know like i think he actually plays a cop a lot of the time too yeah. but 
yeah, kind of like a bad cop. One of those two things. Um, yeah, just, I mean, he's fine, but like that sucked, man. It just, it feels like such a, um, a stock bad dude. Well, and what's weird about it is like these movies, once you get into like the sixth, seventh, eighth movie, these movies made every single one of those made over a billion dollars. And one of the things about these movies is they did really well overseas because as we get later into the franchise and we start building that family and we get the characters that come back every movie, you get more of a, um, get more representation and you have more people of color. And I think that contributes to why these movies do do so well later on. And plus, you know, they're fun and stupid action movies or popcorn flicks, but it is kind of disappointing that, you know, this first movie you have a white guy as part of the cartel. So that, that character um, doesn't come back in the series, right? He does not. No, I think they should bring him back and they could even like comment on, the the weird casting there but well, and but there they, they leave it hanging at the it. they leave it hanging at the end where um brian is like you know that dude's gonna kill you when he gets out of prison right tyrese is like nah he's not getting out of prison wait is he getting out of yeah, prison? He is. Brian's like yeah yeah he's and not I, staying in one of my notes is that they should bring that dude back for like just a cold open in one of the next movies um and have him like come after tyrese in the middle of a heist and make things go wrong and then end up that would be cool something. well and like there are plenty of times where it could have happened like the fourth movie which I guess is what we're going to watch next is very much the cartel as well. And like, he could have had something in there when you get into the the fifth movie, some of the cartel stuff comes back again. So yeah, you, there were plenty of times where they could have brought this character back and it would have made sense. But like this movie is just like you said, it feels like a TV show, like a, an hour long procedural where it's like almost like a, a, a yeah, a 21 jump street where they're like, okay, this week we're doing this. You, you need to be go undercover as a street racer. And it's like, they have like the scene where it's like, I need to pick my own team because that guy's a square. And then like, they the guys <laughs> have it eating pizza and has like a pizza company. He's like, what engine is the best? And he uses the pizza restaurant's name. He's like, right. Oh, I didn't know pizza places make engines now. And then like the FBI guy from the first movie's back, but he's like super friendly with Brian in this which is super weird because he was like a dick the whole first movie yeah like, well that guy that guy's very like uh deadline oriented so i kind of buy that he wouldn't hold a grudge i think he, he was just like upset that brian was fucking with his um the deadline of his results or right. whatever and after it's done he's like whatever I'll, this kid's nice i don't give a shit <laughs> what what did confuse me about the fbi coming back though is um james remar heads up the the border uh, no customs. yeah he was customs so he's customs, and then they bring in the FBI because that dude knows Brian, I guess. So they're kind of yep. working together. That's exactly what it was. And then you also have the local police that are not really involved, but once things like escalate in the third act, uh, get involved because there's these massive, um, dra- you know, drag racing crimes happening. And also the local police um, had a guy that was on the cartel payroll. The that, dirty cop from Batman yeah, Begins. Yeah, exactly. And Same also, guy. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. So the local police get involved because that guy is involved with the cartel, blah, blah, blah. So what was confusing is in the third act, you have sort of the the uh, customs and the FBI working together in the same room um, trying to catch uh, Carter, Car- Cartel Carter. And then you have <laughs> the local Carter. police. The local police are kind of fucking things up by getting like getting involved. But I guess they don't know that the customs are uh, that customs is running their own thing. Uh, why doesn't customs just contact local police and be like hey guys i need you to step down we're doing something right. well and the thing is this Phone movie call. takes place post 9 11 
when the whole point of the Patriot Act and everything like that was to have simplified communication between agencies to do exactly what you're talking about. Or even even a hierarchy, right? I feel like customs right. or uh, Homeland Security, whoever, could be like, hey, local police, you're done. You Get know? the fuck out of here. We're not having a conversation about it. Stand down. Right. Um, so it just feels like it was you know, kind of contrived to have the third act be a little bit crazier than well, it needed to, to be. To go further with the with it being contrived, like there's this, it's not a short scene. It's a pretty extended part of the movie. It's the whole where, third act. Where... Well, I mean, it is the whole third act, but what I mean to get to that point, there's a pretty oh. long part of the movie where after the bad guy, Verone, has um, Brian and, and Roman do this tryout, essentially. They do this tryout, and the police almost fuck it up, and like Brian's like, are you fucking stupid? Did you not think they were going to make us try out? You think they're just going to the give us the job? Remar from Customs R- fucked Remar it up. Remar fucked it up, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm calling the law enforcement oh, generally sure. police in this gotcha, but yeah, gotcha. the law le fucked the it man. up yeah. the man the popo 50 one time they fuck it up and like he's like dude what the fuck are you doing but because tyree shot at the cops they're like okay we got some street cred we're fine so they go out and hang out at the bar or the club and immediately brian and and um uh, Ava Mendes, who is, oh, I love her so much. I was uh, just about, to, one of my notes is, how do you not fall in love with her? She's incredible. Oh, she's I, so charming. Totally. Yeah. She's gorgeous, charming, whatever. But they're immediately into each other. And then the bad guy's like, well, well fuck this history, shit. Right? They don't. I thought, they don't know anything about this, each other. This movie's confusing. Yeah. There's th- and that's why it's like, <laughs> they literally have like three scenes with each other. And all of them are when the bad guy's present. Yeah. And then like when she shows up to warn him. Like she gives him so a kiss. Stupid. It's like where that they whole don't, section they of the movie time. was so annoying. Yeah, and it, it weakens Why the stuff with send... Jordana Brewster because he spent a month wooing her. Yeah. Why did the the two thugs? Why did Carter send the two thugs to fuck with the houseboat in the first place? Because they thought she was there. That all Which happens she was. off screen. Yeah, but that all happens off screen. It's just yeah. like it's so sudden because the previous scene, like right before that, they're they're best friends. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So that that's but so like while they're hanging out the night before to get to your point about how like law enforcement fuck shit up the local PD fuck shit up they have this whole scene where they like leave the bar they go to this like dirty cop's house they put a rat in a bucket heat up the bucket to torture him because the rat's gonna eat his way out that was a really, say, really effective scene by the way I thought that was an effective scene but then they throw that all away because the cops like. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And so they are supposed to have this 15 minute window at the end of the movie where they can get from where they're getting the money to an airport where they think that's where they're going. It turns out the bad guy tricked David Mendez into giving them bad information, blah, 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 blah. But then the cop immediately is like, ah, oh, fuck it. And then tells the police to go in. Like he hesitates for him. He's like, don't go in until I tell you. And then he's like, fuck it, go in. So then like, they never even got that 15 minute window. And it's just like, what was the yeah. point of that? Like that character wasn't in it enough for me to care about any kind of redemptive arc. They should have given them the 15 minutes and came up with some other contrivance for why the cops intervened. Because I, I just felt like it was weak and lazy. The whole third act of this movie is a mess. Like uh, the thing I was going to bring up or the thing that I touched on earlier, um, it's about all the cars coming out of the warehouse. It makes no sense. How do you organize that many people? one to do well, that so the, and they're like they, they're driving over cop cars like yeah you know, there, there are people that are not getting away with what's going on you know it's right. all being it's all being re- uh, video recorded the cops are there they're taking down license plates license I'm plates sure. all that like 
there are people that are going down. So what are they getting out of it? You yeah, know what I mean? That, that, that was my biggest thing. It's like, why the fuck would any of these people do that? They're Especially Tej when he's yeah. like, like he's got so much to lose. All yeah. the street racers have, have stuff to lose. But like, why would they do that for this guy who just moved to Miami like a month ago? Yeah. Makes no sense. No. And I mean, also, how do you get that many cars even in that, in that warehouse? There's a hundred cars. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, well, and then like, how do you organize all that? You do all that. You they they throw they have a couple of lines of dialogue where like Tej is like, oh, I can organize anything. Like they just say he can organize <laughs> he can organize anything. Like that's their cop out. And there's Hand a waving. line at some point they're like, hey man, are you sure? And we don't even know the plan. Like you know the audience is supposed to be kept in the dark. We know they have a plan. We don't know what it is. But at one point Brian's like. Hey, uh, this is going to get like escalated. We're actually going to go and do this thing like tomorrow. Do you think you can, you really think you can organize it in time? And Ted's just like, oh yeah, no problem. It's already organized kind of thing. It's like, what the fuck? How the hell? And just no, no. And none of these, these street racers are going to go to jail for Brian. Like it makes no yeah. goddamn sense. Yeah. Uh, another issue I have with a third act is, um, Roman uses the ejector seat to shoot the dude out into the swamp or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, okay, Brian's going to do the same thing. So we cut to Brian and Brian is sitting there in the car with the other henchmen and Roman hits him up on the walkie talkie. He's like, all right, Brian, I did it. It's done. You know, uh, I did, I did the thing that we planned on. So when are you going to do it? And Brian's like, don't worry. I'm about to. He says all of this out loud. The walkies out loud. The, bad guy. the guy is sitting right next to him and then he's holding the ejector button in his hand. He's driving <laughs> with one hand, holding the ejector button with the other hand. And the guy's like, I don't notice anything suspicious going on at all. Anyway, the let's whole go. Time he's like, place. you're a really good driver, bro. <laughs> it's like, so silly. And even like, like and they make such a point of they make such a point of the guy saying like, "Oh, we're actually not going to the airstrip. We're going to a different place. The plans changed." And Brian's like, "Oh shit!" And then you get like a close up of his hand, almost about to push the button, and then going down. And I'm like, "How you're making such a big deal out of it? How is this guy not noticing that Brian is doing something super sp- suspicious?" It'd be like, and that he hasn't heard were- from his partner either. Right. It would be like if you and I were playing poker and I get cards and I just get like a big shit eating grin on my face, like <laughs> kind of thing. It's like, oh, Mike's got some really fucking good cards. I'm going to fold. Like, it's just so fucking obvious. Like, what? It, yeah. It's and like, so you, bad. Call, and then, you call Katrina over and you're like, hey, Kat, listen, I want you to uh, to go to the bank and get ready to deposit a lot of money. Anyway, Alex, are you ready to call? Or? <laughs> exactly. Well, then you get to the end of the movie and like Ava Mendez is on a boat. And they jump the boat off of like the freeway onto, or they jump the car off the bo- the freeway onto the boat. And, like, Good like, thing Brian could see that ramp from uh, two hundred yards away, by the way, from a mile away around a corner with a bunch of trees in the way. But yeah, yeah. he jumps it. The boat just is there. The car lands on the boat, and then Ava Mendes is just like, "You're under arrest." So the guy's like, "Wait a second, like." W- why is this guy just like able to be apprehended like nothing like we don't see them like do anything that really results in them apprehending the bad guy other than crashing a car onto the boat well they both have guns what else do you need it's weird that his henchmen weren't around yeah he had nobody else on the boat with him well i think Um, you saw like them land on one of the henchmen or something like that but still it's just like the guy went down without a fight it's very convenient yeah well he was shot he was shot and he was disarmed. That, that's why oh, I don't okay. have a problem with him. I, I must have missed that because I didn't care. He had, a, he had a shotgun and he dropped it when they landed on the boat with their car. And Dukes of oh, Hamlet how did. convenient. He drops his shotgun and then Ava Mendez like showed up and grabbed the shotgun. 
Ah, got it. Deck. That makes sense. But um, yeah, this movie's I will, not good. I will say, uh, Roman makes a point of saying, um, you're Dukes of Hazard or something, like you're crazy Dukes of Hazard. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that's what these movies are. They're Dukes of Hazard. That's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, like, I also, I, I was watching this movie and I was like, oh, he jumped a car onto a boat. These movies have always been pretty crazy. Yeah. Like people like to say that they started getting, like becoming superheroes in like the fourth movie. And I'm like, no, nah, I think it actually kind of started in the second movie. The, the first the movie first. isn't so bad. This one, yeah, that with that, jumping the bridge and jumping onto the boat yeah the seeds, of, the seeds of the fourth movie are in there yeah and then having the ejector seats the fourth movie still now we're gonna go watch it i feel like was still a little bit more grounded it wasn't is, until the fifth movie when they start dragging the safes around where people are like yeah the fifth movie is the vault okay yeah i'm excited for the fourth movie because i don't yeah. remember what happens in that that one has when, when we get introduced to gal gadot yeah i love gal gadot gal gadot Wonder woman in there gal gadot whatever apparently it's pronounced gadot yeah i think it's i don't gadot. know we're, uh, we're, obje- we're objectifying a lot of women on this podcast, so let's Not talk really. about uh, objectifying the men. There's, Tyrese uh, does have that scene where he rips his shirt off to punch the window, and he looks yeah, ripped as shit. And then Brian makes fun of him because the car is unlocked. I thought that was funny. That was actually yeah, kind of like I, a, I did a nice little that. nod to how silly these movies are. I think the thing that made me roll my eyes the most, and it's a scene that I mentioned uh, last week, was he, how he's driving backwards or in reverse on the freeway at like 80 miles an hour, and then there's another point where he's like, <laughs> In the in the first movie, there's a point where when he's getting ready to race for the first time, and there's, it happens again somewhere else in the first movie, where Brian doesn't stop at the right part. Like, he doesn't stop right on the line when he goes to race the first time. Yeah. There's another part where he overshoots it. This movie, he's not looking at the road. He's driving, like, 90 miles an <laughs> he hour, does the, just the no staring look. at Ava Mendes, and then stops, like, right yeah. on the line at the traffic light. And yeah. it's like, dude, how is he so good at this? And then, like... <laughs> Tyrese is like, oh, I taught him that. He does it all the time. It's his only move. It's like he couldn't he couldn't have done that in the first movie. Don't give me that nonsense that he's done this a thousand times. Yeah, and and the premise is that he knew Tyrese before the first movie, right? Right. Because they grew up with each other in Arizona. I was gonna say I love the old Guido driving the American muscle car. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was weird what is, too. What is that dude doing drag racing and shit? He's like, I don't 50 know. Years. Like, they're way too old. Like, they're like twice as old as everyone else. It was weird. It was and he was super wearing weird. like an affliction shirt or something. Or it was like, yeah, it was or whatever. super weird. I don't even know. And Miami, the one guy's bro. wearing his sunglasses while he's driving at night. At night. Like, this movie is easily the worst of the bunch. I, I Probably the third movie, which we're going to watch seventh, is probably the worst movie, but it's fun. Like, it, it, Take some big swings, and I'm really excited to get to Tokyo Drift. But I think this is the worst movie. I was going to say, um, did you notice that in the first movie too, but especially in this one, all of the characters, whenever they use the NOS, the like extra boost shit, mm-hmm. they're always surprised at how fast they're going. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Don't you do this for a living? Yeah, you've done this like a thousand times. Like yeah, the only like, one who doesn't react to, I would say Letty and Dom don't really react to their NOS. Everybody else like super reacts to it though. Yeah, like they they get uh, it's always the same thing. They get like pushed back in their chair, Which, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's crazy!" And then I'll they do, take like, the, the pushback, but yeah, the, the shaking their heads and being like, "Whoa!" Like yeah, it's the jaw shit. drops open and shit. Yeah, yeah, but it's it, really I, silly, man. I think we've talked enough about this bad movie. Hey, that that one dude in the Mustang, like when they're doing the tryout, uh, he like dies between those two trucks, right? 
Oh, for sure. No, no, because that's, isn't that one of the guys who comes? No. Yeah, no, he definitely gets smashed. Yeah, like the, but some of the other truck drives. Yeah, over him. but some of the other tryout guys were the ones that they got the muscle cars from later. That's, yeah, the Guido and Fabio. Yeah. But that, Fabio. yeah, that was weird. Yeah, somebody totally died doing that. Yeah, that was, that was kind of brutal. Um, oh, the other thing I was going to say about the, the racing or the scene at the beginning, the race at the beginning, um, was all of the, streets are completely empty and they're like in miami yeah that doesn't happen no like when when would this and they're doing like a a a full loop of the downtown area or whatever and they snuck into the drawbridge thing to make the to make the bridge go up like how do you organize any of that you don't tej tej can organize anything it's ridiculous tej can Um, do it my last note about this movie my last punch up is there's a scene, they have the ejector seats, Roman ejects the guy out, and then Brian uh, later tries to eject the guy, and the, the button doesn't work. Um, and then they, they don't talk about that at all later, and I think a better, a way to fix that, I think it's weird that they don't bring it back up, but also, like, sometimes shit doesn't work, and that's kind of cool to have in movies when something just doesn't work. But I think they could have, like, hung a hat on that a little bit. But my fix for it is um, they launch the Brian's car onto the boat, and then the movie sort of ends there. Uh, but there's a moment after they apprehend Carter when they're sitting on the boat next to the car. And I think the, are there, I think they're both in the car. And I think the ejector sh- seat should have gone off accidentally <laughs> and just launched Roman into the water. And then that's that would have been pretty scene. funny. That's the out of the scene. I think, I think that would have been pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, that was, it was, it was worth watching. Like I said, this was like my least favorite one of the, the series, but I'm really excited to start getting into the good ones with the fourth one. Yeah. This, f- this feels like the one you got to go through to get to the uh, to the good stuff. Yeah, there's always the one fourth of those one. Acts is kind of like a, a soft reboot of the series, so I'm excited to get into that one. Yeah, you know, revisiting these, I uh, you know, revisiting the timeline. I was like, oh yeah, Vin Diesel like wasn't in the second and third one, so when they got him back in the fourth, he is in the third one. How much is he in it? He's he's a cameo at the very end. Okay, so that's kind of what I'm saying. When they get him back in the fourth, it's like, oh, this is you know. They're t- taking a different direction. Yeah, with the, the, the timelines now. make no sense when you get into it because they actually change when you get into like the fifth movie. I think it's the fifth movie when everybody comes back because the fourth movie is just Brian and Dom, really. Right. And then in the fifth movie, everybody's back and they actually uh, change how um, Roman and, and Brian met. They actually change it. That's so, yeah, so they, the third they movie, retroactively change it. The third movie takes place in the future. Yeah, so the third movie, Tokyo Drift, is actually takes place between six and seven because of Han. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of crazy, right? It came out yeah. in, let's say, 2003. and It came out in they, 2006. I worked at the movie theater when it came out. Okay, so, I so saw 2006. Yeah. Doesn't matter. What I'm saying is it comes Does. out in 2006, but later on, they're like, by the way, that movie took place in 2010. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. It's crazy. Yep. All right, well, that was... Bonus episode done in yeah, the can. That was very, very bonus episode. Nice. I'm deleting my notes. So, yep. Boom. Well, boom. Tell, tell our listeners where they can find you real quick. Like, uh, as always, I'm on Instagram at dysalexic, D Y S Alex I C, and I'm on uh, Twitter at Polishi, my last name, P U L I S C I. I'm also at Polishi on Letterboxd if you want to follow along with what I'm watching. And check out everything that's MDX Pods related at MDXPods.com, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at MDX Pods. Thanks for listening. Thank you.